I don't know, y'all. There's something about 2023 that I just have a really good feeling about. Hello, and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. Hello, and welcome back to the last episode of Not Your Type for 2022. Don't mean to scare you thinking this is the very last episode I'll ever record because that is definitely not the case. But today I'm really excited to have just a short, quick episode to wrap up the new year very much in Spotify wrapped style. I'm going to hit some of my highs and lows, not to sound too much like diabetes, from the year about this podcast personal gains and challenges that I faced, and also the exciting goals and plans that I have for this next year. So without further ado, this is Not Your Type Wrapped 2022. Let's look at some stats, shall we? First of all, some of my personal stats. Looking at the last 365 days of being type 1 diabetic, I was actually able to calculate this with a really cool tool I found way back in 2017 from the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation's National Diabetes Awareness Month campaign, where you can figure out your T1D footprint. It maps out the days that you've been diabetic, the amount of sleep that you've lost, amount of insulin injections, and also the amount of finger pricks that you've accumulated in your lifetime. Now, my totals I'll share in just a little bit, but I calculated it based just on this year alone, and it's super interesting. So in the last 365 days, it's projected that I've lost around 208 hours of sleep. Whether that's restlessness from fluctuating blood sugars or waking up because of a low blood sugar, hearing my CGM go off, there are so many ways that diabetics, unfortunately, aren't well rested. And it's crazy to think how much more productive I could have been or the experiences I could have had if I were more well rested and got those 208 hours back. Finger pricks is a little tricky for this year because I've had a whole year of a CGM. This is the first time I think that I've had a CGM for an entire calendar year, which is really, really exciting and I'm really grateful and blessed to have. It's literally life-saving, but Finger pricks are tricky because I only really need it to calibrate or if I think it's off. So I'm skipping over that for now. However, the amount of insulin injections, for y'all that don't have to take shots every day, I'm just warning you, it's a lot. Since I do not have an insulin pump, and I take on average four shots every day, one for my long-acting insulin and at least one for every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, That equates to about 1,460 insulin shots in an entire year. Now, if you think that's a lot, wait till I spill my total amount. Since I was diagnosed on August 22nd, 2011, I have been diabetic for 4,148 days. That number is a little hard to read. Now, this episode will come out on December 30th. And at the time I'm filming this, that means I've been diabetic for roughly 11 and a half years, give or take. I thought 208 hours of sleep lost was a lot, but over the past 11 and a half years, I've lost roughly 2,364 hours of sleep. Let's calculate how many days that equates to. 
2,364 divided by 24, I've lost about 98 and a half days worth of sleep. That's just how many hours I've lost over diabetes. This tool is just so cool. It's so interesting to me. Now, finger pricks. I was able to calculate this because I put in how long I've had my continuous glucose monitor. So before I had that device, I have done about 24,030 finger pricks. Just thinking about that makes my fingers want to fall off. It's so many. And again, I'm so grateful to have a continuous glucose monitor. And if you are considering getting one, seriously speak to your provider and your healthcare professionals because they are so worth it in the end. And insulin injections, here's the big one. 29,029 insulin injections at the time I am recording this. 29,000. It's a number I can't even fathom thinking about, but I do it every single day. Now, if you want to calculate how many insulin injections you have had and finger pricks, hours of sleep loss, and days of being a diabetic, I will put the link below so you can check that out. It's still working, even though it was from 2017, and it's a really cool and unique tool that can really put things into perspective and be a great advocacy tool to show people the personal impact it has on us. Now, let's talk about not your type, shall we? It's crazy to think I started this not even a year ago. I started this back in May as just a fun activity to do, and I have been so grateful to have incredible guests and to make so many episodes for you all, and I'm only excited to continue growing and building this with you as I continue to figure out podcasting and making content and all of these incredible things that I've had the opportunity to do. So the top episode that y'all listened to is Rhinestones and Representation featuring Miss Lakeville 2022 Lily Jeswald, a fellow T1D in Massachusetts who is now no longer Miss Lakeville, but is the reigning Miss Taunton 2023 and will compete for Miss Massachusetts 2023. And hopefully we will get to compete at Miss America together if I go on to win Miss Iowa 2023 and bring diabetes representation to the entire nation. I feel really rhymey today. Now, my favorite episode, my top episode, has to be Parents of a Diabetic. That one with my mom and dad was just so heartfelt and something I'd been wanting to do for a while, but was honestly nervous for because I knew it would have so much emotion. And sitting down with them when I was home one day and just reliving my diagnosis, my dad's diagnosis, hearing the experience of someone from the outside who deeply cares for so many diabetics in their life, it's worth the listen. I can't even explain it in words, but it was so meaningful to me, and I really hope you all enjoyed that one as well. I was blessed to have five guests total on my podcast this year and a few solo episodes, which are so fun for me. Now, the total runtime, if you are listening top to bottom to Not Your Type episodes, is 2 hours, 30 minutes, and 53 seconds. I didn't even realize I was able to record or talk that much until I was counting the numbers. And oh my gosh, it is so cool that I get to do this and that y'all listen to me talk about something that I am so passionate about and frankly, geek out about. So thank you for coming along for those two and a half hours and many more hours to come. I promise I have so many incredible plans. And my top genre, keeping with the Spotify theme, I'd say is testimonial. Educational is also up there in the number two spot, but 
Ultimately, I love sharing stories. I consider myself a storyteller, whether it's my own stories. Now there's an airplane. Ignore the airplane. But I love telling my own stories as well as hearing other people's and seeing the ways that we all can relate to each other, even though diabetes looks so different in everyone else. That's been such a rewarding part for me, and in turn, it's been educational because I'm learning about all these different experiences around our nation and around the world that relates to an issue that we all want to come together and see an end. Moving away from the numbers, some of my personal wins related to diabetes and also not. I was able to lower my A1C by an entire percent, which to some people might sound small, but in the world of diabetes is a pretty big win. For those that don't know, an A1C is a blood test that gets done roughly every three months or every six months when you visit your endocrinologist or diabetes doctor, and it averages out the blood sugars from the past couple of months. And ideally, you would be below 7% and around 6%. If you're below 6%, that's usually when you're not diabetic or you're in extremely good control. Even moving by a seemingly minuscule amount can do leaps and bounds for your health in both directions. So by moving even a point of a percentage is a win if it's going down. And so to lower it by an entire 1% is a really big win for me, and I'm just going to keep that trend going. I also mentioned earlier that this is my first entire year with my CGM, the Freestyle Libre. Now, I'm not sponsored, although I would love that, but it's done so much good for my health and ultimately is what I attribute my lowered A1C to because I am in constant control of my blood sugars and I'm able to track it continuously and see the trends and see all of these things and even collect data myself even though I'm not a scientist. And I think that's a really neat innovation that's continuing to just get better and better. I've also been so blessed with so many partnerships. My regional chapter of the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, working more with national organizations like the American Diabetes Association, that still has me mind blown, and Touched by Type 1, which is based in Florida. And so for this Iowa gal, that is halfway across the country and still getting to work with all of these organizations that share my mission and believe in what I'm spreading as well is just so incredible. And in turn, I've been able to connect with type 1 diabetics across the country from Miss South Carolina to Massachusetts and beyond. It's been so rewarding to see how we can unite as a T1D community, whether you're diabetic or not, around the United States. And of course, bringing T1D representation to the Miss Iowa stage and to Iowa in general is something that will always be my mission and passion. I'm excited to do that once again this year and hopefully just continue to advocate more and more. Transparency is also something I really want to do more of in this coming year. So I want to share some of the challenges that comes along because although I have so many incredible doors opened for me with my diabetes, there's so many challenges that come along with it. That is what this podcast has truly highlighted, but this year there were some unique ones that I had never experienced before. Of course, as our bodies grow and change and we're entering new phases of our life, our diabetes changes. And I was seeing the fluctuation even more, which is why I'm really proud my A1C went down because I was worried it wouldn't. 
And part of this was because I graduated college and I entered the workforce for the first time. I started teaching this year. I'm a first year teacher for middle schoolers. And that on its own, whether you have diabetes or not, is difficult. And adding diabetes into the mix with a new schedule, a new routine, a new responsibility that I've never had to deal with before definitely threw me off. And I'm still adjusting to it and working around it. But I'm trying to focus on the positive that I'm continuing to dedicate myself to that adjustment and to my health. Which brings us right into my goals and resolutions. For the past couple of years, I've loved setting a word of the year for myself and basing my goals or resolutions around that word and having it be my mantra throughout the entire year. This last year, my word was limitless. Limitless opportunities, limitless growth, limitless doors opened for me, and I really felt like that happened. I feel like I almost manifested it in a way. So this year, I want to keep that going, and my word is elevate. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of the dictionary definition of this word, so I created my own to increase, strengthen, or expand upon to reach a higher status. And all this means is that I want to elevate all of the opportunities I've had to be even better and to do more and expand upon all of those things that I've been so blessed to have this year and make it even better. So my first goal or resolution is to prioritize my diabetes and my overall health. In college, I was really proud of the fact that I had a pretty consistent and regular exercise routine and it was a really big outlet for me and in turn it helped manage my diabetes but this past year I really was struggling to have that regular routine I'd go for some days at a time and then stop so I really want to make sure I'm not only fueling my body with the things I need but also prioritizing my diabetes in that sense taking the correct dosage of insulin before I eat every time counting my carbs correctly as often as I can and also making sure I'm managing my overall health to feel like my best self. And that comes with my second goal of being consistent, having that consistent workout routine where it doesn't have to look the same every time. I don't have to go to the gym four times a week, but if I move my body four times a week in some way that energizes and benefits me, I will consider that a win. It's also being consistent in my work. I'll be the first to admit I have not been consistent with this podcast. When I first started out, I was trying to have a consistent routine and then life happened. I got really busy, I started work, I worked all summer. There was so much that I use as excuses, but now I'm gonna really be consistent and plan out accordingly to make sure that happens. A few years ago, I did a class over my college winter break about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in that book, he talks about ways that you can actually achieve your goals and make them habits. And one of those is by making it easier and more accessible. So by taking those action steps to hold myself accountable for being consistent and prioritizing my health, I will hopefully be able to follow his advice and make sure that happens. And the last thing is to expand. Expand upon everything, just like my word of the year says. I'm going to expand on the partnerships I already have, and I'm already in contact with so many people to make sure that happens. I'll expand this podcast. I'm so excited to reach out to new guests really soon and get them on and get new perspectives because it's not only what I want to hear, but I know it's what you all deserve out of this podcast. So those three things, although they're quite vague, I'm making the action plan for to ensure that happens this year, and I cannot be more excited. 
I'd love to hear your goals and resolutions, but also some of the wins that you had in 2022 and ultimately the wins you will have in 2023. I don't know, y'all. There's something about 2023 that I just have a really good feeling about. So I'm wishing you all a safe and wonderful new year and a huge thank you for listening to this podcast and coming along on the ride. I'll see you on the other side of this year. Until next time.